I'm sure that at one time or the other, you have looked at the mirror and said, wow, I wasn't expecting my body to look like this. And I have done the same as well. There are certain times I look at my body and I say, oh, wow, you're so hot. And there's sometimes I look at my body and say, my goodness, what has happened? And sometimes the answer, especially for us as mothers, is yes, motherhood has happened. Motherhood changes not just your body, your mind and your entire life. I am Dr. Denny. I'm the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And on this episode, I will be talking about a very sensitive topic, and that is our bodies. This is not an episode for us to feel shamed of our bodies or to feel like, oh, I'm not good enough, maybe because I'm not doing things right. We all experience this. It is a time for us to embrace ourselves, give ourselves the extra love, the extra care, and know that as we grow through our process of motherhood and our lives, we are being better, doing better, and living healthier lives. I remember there was a time when I started to notice certain things happening in my body. There were a few folds. Now, I didn't pay close attention to the initial stretch mark. It did not disappear after pregnancy. They stayed there. And I thought, oh, well, these are like my battle scars. These are like those evidence to show that I had children. <laughs> okay. And then I started to see certain folds. Now, thankfully, uh, I had my son who at the time we did not realize had um, calmed protein allergy and um, or rather intolerance, I prefer to call that. But um, because he had that, I had to change my diet. So I could not have anything that contains cow's milk because whenever I had it, he would have a bad eczema. It was really horrendous. So I had to make sure that I read every label. I read my everything I was going shopping for. I read every single thing to make sure that not, nothing containing cow's milk was there or even goat's milk. There were so many foods I loved to eat, but I had to give them up because I was breastfeeding. And so it was. In that period, I noticed something. All the pregnancy weight and flab that had come up were vanishing. I didn't have to join a gym. I didn't have to do anything, but I just noticed that. And of course, I was pleased with it. And I wasn't really doing much exercise either. But as time went on, my son finally outgrew that period of cow's milk intolerance. And now he drinks cow's milk. (laughs) But when he was able to outgrow it, I went back to my former diet and I started to eat. And I had this thing where I eat like a teenage boy. I love to eat. I love my food. And the more spicy or tasty, the more flavors in it, the better for me. But then I started to notice something. I started to grow horizontally. And many people who have met me at parties or maybe family gatherings, they would know something I always say whenever they're wanting to give me more. And I really do not want more because, of course, I'm being mindful of um, my health. 
I would say, oh, thank you, but I would not want to take more because of my horizontal height. <laughs> and they laugh so hard. But it's sometimes it, when you use humor, it kind of softens the um, decline from taking on something that you know you shouldn't have. Okay. So I, I was being mindful of that horizontal height because I started to see layers and layers. Next thing, I started to have a tummy that was getting huge. Now, I share this because I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I said, when did I become like this? And I know there are many mothers who have done that as well. And so I thought, okay, maybe I'll join the gym. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. But then I started to recognize that it was beyond just a gym. It was beyond go exercise and do sit-ups. There was something else that was going on there. Now, I also want to share very vulnerably, really, that at that point, I was going through a bit of a stressful time. And I thought to myself, I know what happens when you're undergoing stress. The hormones get imbalanced. Your cortisol is high. Your insulin is released. It, there's so many things going on that can cause this to happen. So I had to go back to learning from what I knew and apply it to my own life. So the stress was not helping. And that's the first thing I needed to tackle. The second thing was with stress, unfortunately, we have a very interesting response and sometimes we respond in different ways everybody deals with stress differently some people decide or oh, when they are stressed they go into a shell and they're isolated from everyone but in that moment of isolation they tend to try to self-medicate so it's either you're watching netflix and you're binging on that or perhaps you are binging on food now of course if i have my love for food which is fantastic combined with maybe stress. So unfortunately, comfort eating comes through as the byproduct leading to an increase in my horizontal height. And so it was, I started to eat in a way that was not what I would say was the very best. So I thought to myself, I was like, okay, now that I know what I know, what can I do differently? Do I really need to put all these things into my mouth? Not just the quantity of the food, but the quality of the food. And that's where I am going to bring this point up. Because the kind of things that stimulate our taste buds, and we've been conditioned for many years in relation to this, are things that are high content of sugar and things that have high content of salt and some certain fats. Now, of course, that's why many people, when they, are hung, when they are trying to snack on something, they would rather go for a crisp than go for a banana. They would rather go for um, fries than go for perhaps some um, pasta or broccoli or you know whatever that more healthy option is. And so, it's very important for us to recognize what are we kind of leaning into and putting into our mouths 
in those moments where we are thinking, oh, this is my downtime. I'm trying to manage stress. <laughs> okay. All right. So the, that was the second thing I noticed. And then the third thing was sleep. Now, sleep is so important, but many times when we're under immense stress, what goes out the window first? Sleep, because we're worrying, because we're like, oh, if I work a bit more, if I work a bit harder, then I would be able to gather enough things and clear enough stuff that needs to be done. But did you know that when you're tired and you keep working, you're just punishing yourself? You're not getting much done. What you perhaps could have done in 30 minutes if you were rested and had a great frame of mind you would spend almost two to three hours doing it when you are tired so that was an eye-opener for me because I started to say oh gosh okay right I'm going to sleep when I sleep I now sleep well wake up early in the morning and get things done and so it was so that was phenomenal and then I started to do something very proactive. And that was being more alert to the things I was eating, consuming. Now, remember when I told you initially about my son having cow's milk protein intolerance and me having to change my entire diet because every time I took anything that upset his system, he, he just broke out in some horrible um, high level of flare-up of eczema. And so for that reason, I had to kind of get rid of certain things. That is when I discovered that dairy can be quite an interesting um, kind of food to perhaps avoid. Now, I didn't grow up drinking a lot of dairy. Of course, we had a bit of dairy in our cereals, uh, maybe in our hot chocolates. Whenever we had foods or soups to make, we never made soup with milk. It was when my son was being weaned, and of course we I was going for all the sessions with the health visitor and also um, the nutritionist, and they were talking about, okay, now that your son is being weaned, when you're making his soup, use these types of milk. And I was like, what? Milk in soup? How? <laughs> you know, so that's how I got to know that sometimes milk is put in soups. I never knew that before that time. But the reason why I bring this to you is because there are certain times when we add foods that are inflammatory to our system and unfortunately affects us adversely. And these foods, unfortunately, can cause us to gain unwanted weights in certain places, okay? So this changes that I wanted to make were more or less like a fourfold change. And I'm going to go through them, just kind of to kind of tie things up in a bit of a bow. One was stress management. Stress management is so key. Every day, at every moment, we get something that stresses us out. Sometimes it's something related to school, to work, to the children, to our relationships, to business, to finances, to what's happening in society, what's happening in the world. So many things. 
But like it said, whenever you have this stimuli, you can decide to react or respond. Now, of course, you cannot manage or control what is beyond you. You can only control what is in your sphere of influence. So you, what you accept and the things that are directly connected to you. And so I decided that, look, in terms of my stress management, I need to focus on me and my internal state of mind. So irrespective of the amount of stimuli coming into me, I needed to regulate them in such a way that my focus was not on the negative, the things that could not work, the things that were holding back, the things that were causing problems. And I have to say, it is challenging. It is quite challenging to focus on just those things that are working rather than those things that are coming in and telling you, hey, I'm causing problems here. (laughs) Okay. It takes a, a, a good effort and conscious effort to make that work. But what I'm going to show you are three things that you can do to help you shift your focus from those stimuli that come in mostly external and affecting your internal world. It's important to recognize the way you stand, the way you sit, the way you breathe. All that is part of your physiology. And I remember going for an event with uh, Tony Robbins, and it was just phenomenal how you can change your position, your posture, and that changes the way you feel. It was quite interesting to know, but it's, it does work that way. How you change your state, change where you focus on, because wherever focus goes, energy flows. That's another saying I got from there. But then also changing your language. There are certain things that may not be working. And rather than you go, oh, this is not working. Why don't you change your language and say, well, This is going to work at some point. Or if it's not working, you can put the word yet. Okay. I know I've done a previous episode where I talked about the power of yet. And you need to listen to that because it's so important for us to change our language in relation to conditions, especially stressful conditions. The second thing I needed to shift, and this was something that was contributing to my increased horizontal height, was The things I was putting in my mouth. Very importantly, the things I was putting in my mouth. I noted from my previous experience with my son and the way I changed my diet that that could make a huge difference. So I decided to do an experiment. I decided to cut out sugar. Okay. Sugar, dairy, and Processed food. So anything that was in a container, like a package, a tin, a can, I avoided those three things. Now, there are certain other things that you might be taking on a regular basis that may be affecting you. And maybe they're not the things I take, but they are things that have been found to affect you adversely in terms of your management of your health and your well-being. And those two extra things I'm going to mention here are alcohol and caffeine. Both are addictive. 
both cause problems. Both need to be avoided. Okay, so very importantly, I started to kind of get rid of. Now, I don't take coffee or caffeine containing drinks because unfortunately, um, all through school, I tried every form of caffeine and coffee. It just did not work for me. Kept making me sleep. And so I just, and besides, it wasn't very sweet. It was bitter. I had to put so much sugar to be able to get some sweetness out of the coffee. So I was like, ah, not, not my cup of tea. So I decided not to go for that. Alcohol also is not particularly sweet. So I'm not very keen on that either. So I needed to deal with sugar because sugar was a big problem for me. Sugar, um, processed foods and dairy. And my goodness, the results I'm getting were more like, it was almost as though I felt a load lifted from my chest. I could breathe easily. I could move easily. And I kind of felt that whenever I ate, I felt like my my gut was feeling more well-nourished. I don't know how, whether you understand what I mean, but I was less bloated. I was less feeling uncomfortable. And it's such a beautiful feeling. So it's something I advocate. And initially, I was not going to talk about this until much later. But I thought, you know what, this is very important because especially at this time when lots of things happen in our world, in our lives, we need to start to self-regulate. So whether it is your stress management or it is your food management, all these are very, very important things to consider. Okay, and then the third one, which is so important, is sleep. My goodness, wow, mothers, we need to look at our sleep, especially the new mothers. And my my heart goes out to you because you've got these children who feed every three hours, and because of that, they kind of sleep every three hours. And um, you only have so much time, and then you feel you have to do everything. First of all, I have to say, you don't have to do everything. You're doing an amazing job. Your house may be upside down. You're doing an amazing job. Don't don't beat yourself up because something that we mothers especially experience is that mom guilt. Oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. Oh, this is not enough. Somebody else is better. Don't compare yourself with anybody. Compare yourself with who you were yesterday. Compare yourself to who you were a moment ago. That's who you need to compare yourself with not with who you are now and not with somebody who lives down the road or someone on Instagram, okay? So it's important for us to recognize, please, self-love is so important. So sleep is such an important key. It's one of the pillars of lifestyle medicine, which, of course, is an area of um, expertise for me. And it's also one that... We kind of don't spend enough time talking about. Um, I had an episode where I interviewed a sleep physician and she talked about the benefits of sleep. If you've not listened to that episode, I want you to go back and listen because sleep is so important. So because, of course, we've had that episode, I'm not going to delve too much into sleep. Okay. And then the fourth one, which is so important, is social connection. Community, my goodness, we are not meant to be alone. We're social creatures. 
We're meant to connect to people. We're meant to meet people. We're meant to love and care. And so let us start to recognize the love, the care that comes from our interactions with each other. As mothers, we interact with our children. You might have older children who maybe have left home or maybe are not really in touch. Connection can start with a message, even via our devices. I know technology has been said to keep people apart, but we can use that technology to bring ourselves together. Technology has also been a platform where we can kind of come together. I know in my own community, there are so many people I haven't met because some of them are based in New Zealand, Australia, um, America, and we've not met physically. But in our virtual community, we know, we connect, we support and empower each other. So if you've not already, come and join the club. Come and join the community. This is where we as mothers empower each other. Okay, because life is not meant to be done alone. Whenever we feel we're alone, that's when things start to go down south. That's when our health starts to go down the drain. That's when we start to have increased mental health challenges because we feel that, oh, this is this is something I have to bear alone, a burden just for me. No, you can know right now that you're not alone. Don't be alone connect socially it is very important for your health your well-being as a person in society so i hope today's episode has um, kind of brought some insights and you might maybe want to join me on my journey and this is of course because i'm kind of looking at myself i keep looking at myself and saying hmm, what can i improve what can i make better what can i um modify Constant improvement is so important because if you're not growing, you're dying. So pay attention to your growth, to your development, and to your well-being. So if that's something you might want to look at doing, there are certain things that you can start to put into place. I'll put all these in the show notes, and you'll be able to kind of see them. Things that I was looking to avoid and the impact it has made in my life, and the things that you could potentially start to look at avoiding, and certain habits you're wanting to consolidate, like good sleep and stress management. I am Dr. Denny, and I ask that you share this with other people, because you do not know who would benefit from hearing this. Don't forget to download this episode so you can listen to it again. And perhaps... I would love to hear your reviews. So please leave a review. And um, I look forward to connecting with you again on another episode of the show. Until next time, I ask that you stay well. Mm -hmm.